Drought, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. This is episode 12. We are coming off of another win, a glorious win for Josh Allen. And here are your hosts, Jake Cranston and Jeff Webster. Hey, Jeff. Jake, what's going on, my man? We got another good win, just like Jason said, a huge win Big against time. the Seahawks. Uh, that win was probably the best win I've seen in, sheesh, probably since that 31 zitch that we beat uh, New England at home, uh, what was that, 2002? Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we talked about it. This was the game, right? Like, I want to see the Bills control the game, start to finish, get a lead and just hang on to it and, and play a whole 60 minutes. And it's it's pretty damn close. It might not have been perfect, but it was, it was really close. Hey, I mean, it was pretty close to as perfect as you can get for this Bills team this year. I mean, 44 points. Uh, defense took the ball away four times. We let them score 34 points, but, um, you know, some, some of those points were, I think, you know, uh, like that lawn pass right? that right. someone blew a coverage on. Right. Yep. I mean, I don't know. I'd like to have that one back yeah. for sure. I thought we are going to keep them under 30, to be honest with you, uh, the way our defense was playing. But, right. hey, I'll whatever, man, I'll take the win. We had a shot. Yeah, yeah. we had a shot at that. Yeah. Sure. I'll take that win. 40, now, 44 points. Dude. Now, Jeff, i got to give you credit because you've had a theory – for the past five or six games, that the reason Josh Allen isn't performing is because nobody's beating him up hard enough. That's right. Yeah. Seven sacks. Just keep beating him up, please. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody yeah. hit him harder. It's like Rocky Balboa, man. Knock him down so he can get up and get better. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. He that was into the game for we, sure. Yeah, we perceived that uh, for, uh, as a strength for Josh. Right? Is uh, hit him, run him, get get him get contact going, whatever it takes to kind of get his his juices flowing. Right. Right. And uh, it was a few weeks, I feel, especially uh, that Chiefs game. was. We were one babying game. him too much. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he looked just lost, like he was sitting on the bench staring into space. So, I mean, really looked engaged, uh, especially this game. And it showed, man. I mean, he, he the, balled out. What I liked about the game defensively was there was no, well, let's give up the pass to stop the run or give up the run to stop the pass. It was their base defense, keep everything in front of them and uh, outscore them. Yeah. And they did yeah. um, by actually a lot, you know? Yep. Our so, defense looked yeah. good, man. I mean, we, really did. We blitzed the shit out of, of uh, Russell, dude. Yeah. Knocked him down 16 plus times, five sacks. We went after him, and that's. That's what you got to do. You got to make uh, a passer like that uncomfortable. Well, somebody, uh, one of the Bills' defensive players, said something about playing, playing loose and playing free. And uh, I don't know if they did anything different, but Tremaine Edmonds looked like a completely different player from you know weeks one through eight to this game. It was he was noticed a lot. I mean, he was in people's faces. He was in on tackles. Um, yeah, the entire defense just looked really, really good. And I know, like you said, they gave up some yards, but, geez, it's Russell Wilson. It's, you know, again, projected MVP quarterback uh, from Seattle. They've got a tremendous offense. They've put up a ton of points, you know. Um, they have ga- they gave up a lot of points, you know. So I get that argument. But just because they gave up a lot of points, the Bills knew they could pass on them, and that was their game plan from the moment they started this game. So yeah. why try to fix something that's not broken? Uh, they put their trust in Josh Allen, and he came through. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of Josh, we could talk about his numbers for a minute. He was 31 of 38, uh, damn near 82%, 415 yards, three touchdowns, one rushing. 
No picks, no turnovers, nothing. 138.5 quarterback rating. That's a really, really, really good day. Right. We talked about that stat, right? Like, I'm trying to remember what was it that the first player in history to have two games in a single season with 400 yards, three passing touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a plus 130 uh, quarterback rating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible for a guy who's in his third year. Right. I mean, any player, uh, even if they started out really good, like Patrick Mahomes, you know, yeah, he's been good since he came into the league, but that's not something he's ever accomplished. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's just it's just unique. It's rare. And it's the quarterback you and I talked about when he was drafted up uh, better. You know, I, I mentioned that earlier, too. Like I I envisioned what our franchise quarterback might look like. And I put a cap on it probably somewhere around Jim Kelly because mm-hmm. he's a, you know, guy's a Hall of Famer. Right. But at this point, even though it's a different era, I get it. It's a passing offense. I, I got no complaints, man. I really don't. Yeah. I uh, really don't. It's hard to complain. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Josh has had some games this year where you're kind of scratching your head, thinking like, all right, what's going on? Um, you know, is, is he going back to what we saw? Sure. The old Josh, you know, but I think this year, overall, the kid has performed tremendously. I mean, right. you know, he's right around 68, 69% for the season completion percentage. He's number three in yards. I mean, what that, else can you ask for from 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 Josh this year so far? Yeah, and that might be the new normal. Like maybe that's Josh's floor um, going forward, where you're going to have a couple of games every year that you're going to go, "What happened?" You know, um, I again, when we go back and looking at the Titans game and the Kansas City game, there are certain things that happened that um, you know, maybe coaching was involved, maybe scheming was involved, maybe he just was having a bad day. But if every year they can get the seventy, you know, seven and two, nine games into the season with a couple of head scratchers, um, count me in. Yeah. Especially against two of the better teams in the in the league. Say anything about the AFC? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you're gonna head scratchers happen to everybody, right? I mean, right. they happen to Pat Mahomes. They happen to Aaron Rodgers. They happen to Tom Brady. They happen to every, oh, sure. everybody. Absolutely. So, so I mean, the kid can't. And that's the thing that, uh, you know, kind of pisses me off about the national media, right? Is, right. You know, Josh has a couple, you know, uh, bad games. And bad games for him this year are, you know, under right. 200 yards passing or whatever. And, you know, and the, the national media is like, well, you know, he, he he's reverting back to the Josh that we thought he'd be. Yeah. I mean, come on, give the kid a break. He had two, he had two bad games, and he's right. right back up to playing MVP caliber. But just like you said today, you know, you're getting guys like uh, Russell Wilson still getting MVP votes, which Josh completely outplayed him. You got Aaron Rodgers. You got Mahomes. Derek Carr. Yeah, I Derek mean, Holmes. Yeah. Or Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah that's but, ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I, then I you agree. Josh isn't getting an MVP vote, you know, from some of these these guys on the national media. I mean, it's like. Uh, we talked about it. The mean, respect is like, I get it. I mean, we've right. been dog shit for 20 Forever. years. Yeah. But when, when give credit when credit's due, man, I mean. The kid's playing phenomenal. And the right. stats don't lie. Even some of the games that we did poorly as a team, Josh did just fine. I mean, right. it's, yeah, it's, it wasn't all on him. You can take the bad games into consideration. He's still top three or four. I mean, yeah. if you look at both those games against Tennessee and the Chiefs, we, we couldn't even get to 100 yards rushing in either game. Right. You know, so obviously it's going to be harder to succeed as a quarterback if you don't have a running game. Now, if it's against Seattle Seahawks that are giving up 300 plus yards a game passing, Sure, you don't have to worry about running a ball. No. 
And, and and he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, and we ran against New England all over him. Yep. And it was I don't know how many attempts, uh, near thirty maybe. Yep. And um, you know Josh only threw for eighteen times. You can't really count that as like a bad game. I mean, right. the kid threw for eighteen times. We that wasn't right. the game plan. New England's defense is one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. We attacked their weakness. Right. Yep. You know, so you can't chalk up New England as a bad game for him no. because he had 160 yards passing or whatever it was. You right. Know? Yeah. And, and that's game plan, right? Like, yeah. And they always talk about it too. And I do believe this to be true that running backs that want the ball a lot sometimes need that to get into a rhythm. Josh Allen happened to come into the Seattle game on a perfect day oh, uh, yeah. and was, <laughs> it was dead nuts on from the get go. Yeah. There was no had to get into a rhythm, but that's not every game. Some games you're going to have that ball bounces off Cole Beasley's thigh or or whatever. You get an, a turnover or whatever. It's going to take a while to get into rhythm. It's going to get in your head a little bit, especially yeah. when you're 24 years old. Oh, yeah. I think that's what Josh is. I mean, yeah. again, this is like, shit, I get it. Tom Brady does this at 42, and he has two 400-yard games, and everybody's going, yeah, that's Tom Brady. This kid's 24 years old. Yep. He's the same age as Joe Burrow. Sure. I mean, come on. And, yep. and I, I like Joe Burrow. Don't get me wrong. He's going to be a really, really good quarterback, too. But they're not they're not paying any attention to that at all. I mean, the fact that he has blown away an improved year last year. Yeah. Like night and day. He wasn't even at 60%. Right. He's now at like 70%. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, gives, like you said, credit where credit is due. It's fine. It's nine games in. Okay, we still have a small, um, you know, sampling of what he's capable of. Fine. I don't care. You yeah. know, and again, to a certain extent, they want to piss all over him. That's fine because the Bills love that shit. Yeah. There's nothing they like better than being the underdog. You know, oh, it's yeah. just extra motivation for them. Yeah. Everybody's got a chip on their shoulder. Awesome. You know, but yeah, the, the national media, like you said, is slow to, to come around to change and. And I think that's the case with Josh. Yeah. And I almost think, like I was saying to you guys earlier before we got on the podcast, it feels to me like some of the stuff they're saying in the national media is they're doing it on purpose to kind of kind of poke the bear a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah, maybe. I yeah. mean, it's just, I get it. It sure looks that way. Like the stuff you say, like Brandon Marshall is on there saying like, uh, you know, Josh was way off. He couldn't even throw a five-year-old out route. Like, yeah, he, like he, he was way off. Like, what? What? And Russell I, Wilson threw two interceptions, but he was dead on, right? Like, that was part of his game plan was to give the ball away a couple of times just to make it interesting. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about, yeah, man? Get your an head analyst, out of your ass. If you're really. an analyst, right, if, if you're analyzing a game and you say something like that about a guy that threw for 30, 31 for 38, you know. <laughs> 400 at, plus yards. And saying he was he, he was off on five-yard out routes. Dude, what are you looking at? Right. Like, you, like why does that matter? And I don't know. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, Delvin Cook ran for 206 yards, but, you know, there's a couple of times he got stuffed at the line. He can't run the football. Yeah. Obviously. I you know. know. What a fucking idiot. It's, it's just, uh, it gets, as a and Bills like fan. And like you said, and... too, or we talked about maybe to stir things up. They're stirring the pot, making it interesting, you know. Yeah. They want viewers, so maybe some controversy helps. Whatever. It, yeah. It is what it is. What, but, whatever, right? Yeah. Josh Allen kicked ass. You know, yeah. 44 points, by the way, is the most that Pete Carroll gave up not only as Seattle's head coach, but as yeah. a head coach in the NFL. No doubt. None of his teams have ever given up 44 points. I think before it was like 42. 
Really? Yeah. You know, and his his response after the game was, I thought they're going to run the ball more. Well, oh, yeah, I saw that. You know, what the hell? That was Hall of Fame coach. Is that like, is that like an excuse or, (laughs) you know, what are you, what are you saying? Like, I'm just a bad coach. (laughs) Whatever. I flipped the coin. It didn't work out. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, and then speaking of like our division, right? So we're four and zero in our division. Uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of talk about Miami because they've won four in a row, right? Right. And now they got Tua as their quarterback, and Tua had he's responsible for two of them. He had his his for well his first game he played. And he was he. I mean, he didn't do anything where right you your eyes were bugging out, being like, wow, that's. But against the Cardinals, he looked he looked fairly good. I mean, twenty of twenty eight, he had uh, seventy two completion percentage, two forty eight two touchdowns. So I mean, that's that's a that's, yeah, that's a, good a good game, day. man. Sure. It's a good game. But for again, you know, analysts out there saying that he's the best quarterback in the AFC East right. is ass nine. I mean, come on, it really man. is. It's just another thing that is to me. You're poking at the bear. You want to get all the Bills mafia riled up. That to me is just what these guys are doing but um the dolphins are starting to look like kind of a threat a little bit you know i mean we if we met them you know let's say we met them next week it would probably be a really good game you right. know who knows what it's going to be at the end of the season right right i mean we play them in buffalo in january and yep. who knows what the weather is right but um but yeah i mean the dolphins could um could make a little bit of noise in our division which it kind of seems like the tides are turning, right? Right. You know, maybe it's going to be the Bills, Dolphins, the Patriots, and Jets are going to be dog shit, right? Well, so. we already talked about the Jets are pretty much out of playoff competition. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, Miami certainly has a lot more to lose. At yeah. this point, there's very little chance we're not going to make it to the playoffs. Very little chance they're going to make it. So right. the good best, luck to them, honestly. Yeah, the best the, Jet, or the best the Jets can hope for right now is that Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes at this point. Sure, yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not going to do anything this year. Even if they pick up a couple of games, if he's probably not going to change much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he if he comes out, yeah, he might not come out if he knows he's going to the Jets. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> you know, I might switch sports I, if I thought I was going to the Jets. <laughs> Be honest with you, that's tough. They, man. They're, that's really harsh, there, man. Yeah, yeah. The XFL's coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah right, I mean, geez, Sam Darnold. He's a good quarterback, and I don't know. Like I've talked about before. Yeah, I'm not an Adam Gase fan. Everybody knows that by now. But um, it's it's almost criminal um, what Sam Darnold has has been faced with. Well, yeah, I mean, you feel bad for his situation because he is, in my opinion, probably a, in a, a good system and a good coach. Um, he'd be better than Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. Right, I agree. You know, yeah, I agree. I mean, he's he he's a good quarterback, and he he's shown you know spurts of being a good quarterback. Right. But um, yeah, he just got kind of handed the uh, shaft, so to speak, right? Yeah, I mean, you look at the look at the wide receiver group that the Bills have versus the New York Jets. I mean, yeah, I, I like Jamison Crowder. Actually, he's a fine uh, wide receiver. He yep. he really is good. He's but he's John Brown, Cole Beasley good. He's not Stephon Diggs good. So no, oh, yeah, yeah. And Rashad Perriman is not Stephon Diggs. I'm sorry. So right. yeah, he's got a little uh, less to work with. Um, Injuries have been a real problem for him. Illness has been a problem. You know, like, it just seems like the cards have been really tough on him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But right now, um, you know, I would argue with anybody that Josh Allen may be the best quarterback to come out of that draft class. I mean, Lamar Jackson's yeah. good. There's no doubt about it. But 
He's different good, though. It took a little while for Josh to catch up, but now that he's appears to be here, um, it'll be a dogfight going forward. You know, Baker Mayfield, remember, in his rookie year, he was crowned basically king of the draft. You know, and then the second year looked like a whole different guy. Like, yeah. And even now, he's struggling. I mean, he's doing okay, but, you know, it's every other game. It's yep. good games, bad games. So maybe he'll come along. Maybe he'll be fine. You but, don't know, yeah. But right now, I'll, I'll take Josh Allen over any one of them. Yeah. I mean, Lamar is uh, – the difference between Lamar and Josh now is Josh was a guy that could win you a game with his legs and then move the ball – hopefully down the field with his arm. Lamar was a guy that could could win a game with his legs, and he was pretty deadly with his arm last year. Right. You know? Now it's kind of turned where Josh Josh is he's gonna he's gonna hurt you bad with his arm. Yep. And then and then he can stick the knife in the wound again with his legs. Yep. Lamar Lamar now is like he can run and that's hard to stop. But he's struggling to pass the ball. Right. I mean, he's fifty-five percent completion since week two. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you don't have to game plan against Lamar beating you through the air. You right. got to game plan him against running the ball down your throat. Which, like I was telling you before, it's he's a one-dimensional quarterback. At some point, it's going to catch up to him. Right. Well, and that's that's the funny thing. Again, it depends on who you're talking about. Because if you're talking about Josh Allen and a nearly seventy percent completion percentage. It's because defenses are struggling to catch up. All the quarterbacks have great um, passing percentages, you know, that blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson at 55%, well, that's a whole different story. They're a running team. It's not designed to pass the ball. He doesn't have talent, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it all depends on who you're talking about. You can can kind of make the statistics work in whatever direction you want to, to a certain extent. But, yeah, again – we talked about it. You know, there's a danger that comes with guys like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. Yep. And uh, even Tua, for the most part, that they could get hurt. I mean, yeah. they're not. So could Josh, to be fair. Well, but they're not 6'5", 230. True. You know what I mean? Like Jim Kelly uh, was a quarterback with a linebacker mentality, and I think Josh Allen kind of fits that bill a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got that stockier build where – for sure, he could get hurt. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I just think it's somewhat less likely because he's also not running well, yeah. 10 not, or 14 times a game anymore either. Yeah, yeah, we're not running him crazy like that. And the thing is, is like when Lamar gets in into the playoffs, and we've seen him twice already, just look horrible. Because the big games. When you get in the playoffs, you are playing the best of the best, and you got to score through the air. You can't, you can't, in this day and age, you can't, just run, run, run the ball and expect defenses are too good and they're going to outscore you right through the air because everybody else is going to be able to throw the ball on you. Yep. And Lamar, he just right now he's not doing that, you yeah, know, I and, and that's what's hurting him. Right. And I mentioned earlier the fellow from PFF that was on GR and I apologize. I can't remember his name right now, but talked uh, it to some extent about he feels that the Bills are the one team that might be able to go toe-to-toe with the Kansas City Chiefs because they can throw the ball and they can put up points. Yeah. And yeah. in today's NFL, just like you said, in the NFL today, you got to be able to score. You just got to. It's not run first and stop the run anymore. That that era is behind us. Yep. It's now you got to be able to toss the ball and, and a lot. Yeah, exactly. And there's different avenues where running the ball is going to make sense, um, you know, weather-related. Sure. Um, you know, but that that can be more regular season. I, 
and again, you know, if you're coming to Buffalo in mid-January, there's a good chance that we're going to have a lot of wind, a lot of snow, a lot of cold. Right. So there's going to be, you're not necessarily just probably not going to drop back 35 to 40 times and throw it in that not type that, of weather. Yeah. No. So there, so there's, there's a, you know, a line where, all right, you, you got to be able to run the ball in that right. type of weather. But typically in the playoffs, you know, you're, you got to throw the ball through the air. It's, yep. it's, it's got to happen at some point. So, yeah. Like you said, in, in Buffalo, especially the weather's going to go south. And like you said, in the regular season, you know, you can still do some things, but we talked about it earlier too. It, they they will need to establish a run. Yeah. Uh, maybe just to chew up time. We talked about that against Seattle. It would have been nice to be able to run the ball and chew yeah. up some clock and keep keep uh, Russell Wilson off the field too. Right. So, but I think as the defense comes along, I think the offense still has some moving parts. We got Brian Winters. We got Daryl Williams, Mitch Morse is out. Feliciano's playing that position now. Yeah. And maybe we get healthy and that offensive line starts to gel a little more. Um, you know, we've had our issues with tight ends as far as even blocking and stuff like that. You know, all yeah. of a sudden, most of them are off the field. Lee Smith's not available. So maybe as the season goes on and we get into that weather, uh, they're more readily available. Sure. But part of the deal with getting a guy with a rocket for an arm is to cut through the wind. Yeah. You know, and to be able to make those throws even in Buffalo. So Yeah, and we proved against uh a wind game against New England that you know, we can run the ball and we did right. we did it. So, you know, there's there's kind of a feather in the cap, so to speak, because uh we really couldn't throw the ball that game. I mean we could, but you know, we you didn't want to take take a lot of chances in that wind. Right. So it you know, we we could prove that we could run the ball. So that's 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 a really good thing. Sure. In my opinion. Um but you know, going into this game against Arizona, I mean, the what do you what are you thinking about this game? I mean, the the Dolphins beat them, okay, right? And we beat the Dolphins. Obviously, they've been playing better ball now, but they did beat Seattle, but it was a really close game, three point differential. Yep. yep. You know, and again, Seattle could put the ball up. So yeah, it's, I I told you. Um, it's going to be a good game. Yeah. The line right now, I think uh, we talked about is Arizona by a couple of points or whatever. Yep. Um, I don't agree with that at all. I don't understand it. Uh, yeah. Even playing in Arizona, I think that plays right into the Bills' hands as far as Josh Allen on a, on a sunny, bright day. He can he can rip you apart. Well, yeah. The weather will be a non-factor in Arizona no matter what because right. they, have, uh, they have a dome. So if for some reason there was bad weather – Right, they, they got close the dome. Sure, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Josh in in, in good weather so far has shown that um, he can slint all over the field. We got four healthy, very good wide receivers right now. Yeah, that are they playing all showed up very good. Yeah, very good. They all showed up yeah. in one single game, which is phenomenal. They all came out healthy. So yep, yeah, it 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 really does bode quite well for this game. I I like the Bills, and in, in by more than more than what probably a lot of people would. Um, Right. Okay. Uh, it's going to be interesting, you know. Like I sure. said, even Arizona, if you look at the their record, it's five and three. Uh, their combined opponent win percentage is like point three seven three. You know, where the Bills are at like a point five one three. So the Bills have had the better competition. Um, Arizona beat Seattle, man, which is no easy task. But that's two in a row for Seattle. So yeah. Who knows? You know what I mean? No, Each absolutely. week is a new week. I just like the Bills' chances a lot. 
For sure. I really do. Yeah, and, and talking a little bit about st- stats, um, you know, between the Bills and the Cardinals. So points per game, you got uh, Arizona at 29, which is sixth in the league. We're 26, which is 14th. Right. Points against, they're sixth right now. Um, they were allowing a, they allowed 180 points. We're 23rd. Um, so their defense is statistically looking good, but the last few weeks they've they've given up a lot of yards. So um, yards per game, they're third. We're 13th. Uh, pass yards per game, we're seventh. They're 17th. Uh, rush yards, they're second. We're 25th. So totally rush yards. Yeah. Because I think per game, it's a little closer than that. I think they're 11th and 12th you in rush rushing yards, yards against per game. Rush yards per game, they're second in the league, 162, um, and we're 25th at 100. Oh. Yeah. Yep. As far as what their offense is doing. Correct. Saying. I got you. Yep. Got you. Yep. Yeah, I was thinking defensively, I know the Bills and Cardinals are very close in uh, rush defense. Yeah. Um, yep. So, I mean, they they – they have the the power to uh, score points on you. They got a good quarterback. They got DeAndre Hopkins. So, you know, our defense, again, this week has to show up. You right. Know? right. And one of the reasons they're talking about Tua so much is because, again, like you said, two touchdowns, 248 yards, uh, passer rating at 122.3. Uh, but that's against Arizona. The week before that, um, Russell Wilson put up 372. Right. To me, that just says they are vulnerable to a good quarterback. Absolutely. And maybe Tua is good, but maybe part of that is Arizona's giving up a little bit more in the past than what people really think about. Yeah, and it's not like look at our our, our four wide receivers and look at Miami's three, four wide receivers. Big, right. And in my opinion, a big talent big gap right there. You for know? sure. So for the Dolphins to be able to move the ball in the air like that on them says right. they're, they seem like they're – they're vulnerable for sure through the air. You know? Seems like uh, it's kind of a, almost like uh, some sort of trivial question, right? Like yeah. name three wide receivers from the Miami Dolphins. It's like, well, there's Devontae Parker, and then there's like, I don't even know. Yeah, they I got don't even that know. tight end, go go Saki, oh, Saki or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's good. But yeah, but I again, mean, you know, Tua looked really good in his second start as an NFL quarterback. So sure. maybe he is good. Maybe Arizona's good. But I kind of lean another direction that that they're vulnerable through the air well, and i think the bills can exploit that there's there's a, a few things to think about too though when Tua had a second start number one they're running a different offense with Tua, so oh, sure there's these teams don't have tape to, to prepare for what they're going to see they know what fits would run right but Tua's is running a totally different offense i think he's running closer to the style of offense he ran in alabama yeah you know second um no, no one's ever played against Tua, so right. You know, when you're on the field, you don't know what you're getting. You know, you don't yep. know his athletic ability. None of these guys. I mean, maybe in college they did, but so you know, there's a few factors in there that's going to make Tua stand out a little bit, right? Sure. Uh, so that's that's to me is like, yes, is Tua probably going to be pretty decent? Yeah, but I think right now he's he's more decent than he typically would have been if he started the season off. Game one. Right. You would well, have had like a lot I more tape too. on it too, you know? If you look at their winning percentage of their opponents, it's not great, you know? Uh, and I get it. Bills lost a couple of games to, I mean, in my opinion, two of the best teams in the AFC and the, yeah. and the Titans. And, again, Tennessee's kind of been up and down. Um, but 
the whole COVID thing, the schedule was screwed up. You know, I'm sure that played a factor. You know, yeah, I mean, absolutely. these cre- these guys are creatures of habit. Yes. They have a, a routine they follow. And you start screwing with that and, and it can mess you up. You know? oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. That's that. That's where travel comes into play. Right. 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 You know, so, you know, hopefully, um, you know, for us, we travel hopefully doesn't affect us too much. You know, I mean, we're, we're going to the West Coast change, you know, time change, blah, blah, blah. So. Right. Um, yeah. The there's a factor will, in that. Yeah. The defense will have their work cut out for them. I mean, they, Christian yeah. Kirk, DeAndre Let's, Hopkins, yeah. uh, they've got some talent. There's sure. no doubt. And Kyler Murray's no joke. You know, he's yeah. proven to, to be he's a really a reliable dude, quarterback. Man. Sure. Um, so. so they'll have their work cut out, but it may be a shootout. And I like the Bills' chances in any shootout right now, especially good weather. Yeah, with us being healthy, uh, you know, I mean, for the most part, we got, again, our four wide receivers are healthy. I didn't hear anything different uh, no, not yet. from John Brown or anybody like that. Hopefully Trey White is going to be healthy. Yep. Um, I know he had a sprained ankle or whatever. We already know Matt Milano's on IR, uh, so if AJ Klein can play like that again, what? Yeah, where did he come from all of a yeah, sudden? Yeah, no shit. Jerry Hughes looks like he just got four or five years younger all of a sudden. I don't know where that came across. Yeah, we were we we're actually ripping Jerry the like the game first before <laughs> six games. Like, what? Where did Jerry Hughes go? Like, right. he hasn't done anything. So, I think it's uh, um, you know a couple things. Our defense is actually. I know it sucks because we're, you know, in eight, nine games now. Right. But I think we're finally catching our stride. Like, these guys yes. are finally finally getting in, getting into where they need to be. Right. You know? So, well, and, and, again, A.J. Klein, brand new guy, you know? Yeah. Maybe it took eight games for him to really get into the system and understand it completely. Because, it, sure, I get it. It's a variation of what they ran in Carolina. But there, I'm sure there's some different things that – you know, yeah, different they, guys you play with. Yeah, and it's communication diff- is huge. You oh, know? yeah. And I think, at least to me, this is the most cohesive we've been on both sides of the ball. I mean, this yes. is a really good game for, you know, our whole team. Well, like we mentioned earlier, it just seemed like from start to finish, they they had a plan. They followed it. They executed really well. And it doesn't really matter if you're going to give up three or 400 yards or if you're going to you're going to take the ball away four times. You know, that team's going to struggle. There's no doubt. And they had constant pressure. Right. You know, we talked about Russell Wilson's trip back home must have been painful. You know, I mean, he took a beating. Yeah. He's not a big, big guy either. Yeah, I don't care who you are, man. That's got to hurt. Your body's sore. Again, like when I played football in high school and it's, you know. I know it's it's a different deal, but it's similar. But, you know, you're you're hitting, 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 hitting for, for four quarters. You feel it the next day. Oh, hell yeah. You know, and I was 17, 16. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, know, right. You know, these guys are, you know, they're older. What's Russell they're... now, right? He's yeah, for in sure. his 30s or something. So you 31, 32, somewhere in there. I yeah, you're, you're getting hit yeah. that much. No, your body's your body's not feeling good the next day. Yeah, I think at 24, Josh Allen probably can, and at 230, can probably absorb those blows probably better than Russell Wilson. Yeah. Isn't he closer to 250, though? Or is <laughs> he, he probably is. I don't even know. Yeah. Right. He looked like he's about seven foot tall and about two eighty out there the other day, man. He just looked like a, he looked like a different yeah. guy. Like he didn't belong on that field. He's just yeah. huge. And, and speaking of All Josh day. too, uh, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Bill's Mafia out there uh, for yeah, no doubt. donating to Josh's yeah. uh, um, fund or not fundraiser, but um, Oshai Children's Oshai. Hospital for yeah. 
Yeah, when his grandmother passed or whatever. That's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, what, what are they up to? Uh, around 200,000? 200,000 I seen earlier today. God knows where they are now. But yeah. Like it's, you were saying, it, it's 17 bucks a pop. Uh, we were talking to, what, 12,000 people or something? Yeah. I'm sure some people donated more, but that's still a lot of people, man. That's a lot of support. It is. And, and it's funny because it doesn't seem like the fans or us or real Buffalo Bills fans are that far removed from the other players. Like they literally act, behave, talk like they will run through a wall for this guy. Yeah. You know, then uh, they talk about his leadership like nonstop. Sean McDermott talks about his leadership. Yep. You know what I mean? And the whole team is just, I don't know. He's put them on their shoulders and he said, you know, didn't say do what I tell you said, watch how I play. And, yeah, follow uh, me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that was one thing Chris Brown said today with him and Tasker on um, GR. Is Chris Brown said, "Look, you know, from um, from what I understand, uh, and there is a guy that used to work for GR that uh, lives in uh, Minnesota now, right? And he's like a beat writer for Minnesota, and kind of gave you know his his uh, outlook about why Stefan Diggs didn't fit well in Minnesota. And Chris Brown was explaining this, and he's like, well." You know, it's not like the problem with Stefan Diggs. Uh, he didn't fit well with his quarterback. Right. And for some reason, um, whatever, you know, why. It he, just didn't work. Yeah. Why? Like his, his quarterback isn't uh, a, a good fit if it's his personality, whatever. Right. But um, it's kind of come out where he, uh, he 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 doesn't he doesn't come across as like a, a guy you want to play for. Right. Like Josh is like. Right. Like where Stefan Diggs is, he's happy. He, you know, you see him engaged with everybody. So it seems like he's really, he fits in very, very well. Right. You know? And if you look around the league, there's certain guys that every play, they will put their body on the line. And, and I'll go back to something I remember seeing a long time ago. And this isn't a knock against Cam Newton. It really isn't. Um, but in this particular play, the ball was loose at Cam Newton's feet, and he basically stepped back and watched everybody jump into a scrum to get the ball. Remember Remember that? Yep, I do. And then you see Josh Allen against the Cowboys grab the ball, fight for a couple of yards, carry a guy with him to get the first down. And and you can't watch that and not go, that's the guy. I mean, that's the guy I want to go to war with. You know, he's willing to lay it all the line. So if he'll lay it all on the line, then I got to do the same thing. Like, yeah. I I want to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. just like we talk. It's a mentality thing or I don't know, whatever you want to call it. it. It's just it's that eye test. Like you just you see the way he handles himself on the field mm-hmm. and um, you learn just as much from a from a Tennessee Titans beating than you do from like this game against Seattle. Because, yeah, fine, he turned the ball over. He made some mistakes. Let's go out and let's try it again. Let's try to do it different. Let's yeah. try to figure something out. And then, it, okay, it all goes south again. So, you know what? Screw it. We're going to try it again. Yep. And uh, he just, he's got no give up in him at all. You know, he just refuses. So, and as you see now, he doesn't always get the first down. But it ain't for lack of trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? He'll take on a lineman. He doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the way Josh plays um, and the way that uh, I look at football sometimes is, 
is a lot like um, kind of going to war a little bit. And I've never been in war for right, instance, right. but the way I I look at it, my my opinion or my my outlook is you get a guy like Josh that plays the game like, you know, he he's going to do anything and everything to survive, right? right? He he he'll go on that field and he'll do whatever it takes and he'll and it doesn't matter if he feels anybody's following him or not following him he's, right he's doing what he needs to do to su- survive so to speak right 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 and that's kind of how i look at the correlation between football yeah because you go on that field i mean it's you're you're busting heads for a long period of time right you're it's just so much emotion and and energy you're putting into a game like that yeah and that's kind of where the correlation is and there's you know like there's there's people out there that just um are born leaders born right people that you can follow or you you watch how they how they act or how they do and josh is that type of guy where it's he's really that's how he plays football and that's why i think the bills you know won after a guy like that you know if you josh rosen you know i mean come on there's right. a difference that's huge a huge yeah. difference between oh, yeah. the type of football players they were yeah well, there's know? there's a lot to it too i mean like just in leadership in general when it comes to a business person or whatever you know, you have someone who leads by example, or you have someone who's always telling everyone what to do. You have someone who takes responsibility or blames everyone else for their problems. Right. There you go. You have the issue of people who've been there longer, who don't know if you deserve to be there, if you've earned your spot yet. There's a lot of reasons why a quarterback might get dogged on or maybe, you know, not respected. It seems like Josh at a young age has accomplished what a lot of quarterbacks haven't done by the time they're 40. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I agree. Well put for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you, you imagine that's how, um, like, Aaron Rodgers' teammates probably view him, you know, because he goes out and he plays with a broken finger or, you know, yeah. it, you got to drag him off the field, right? Yep. Like, I remember Jim Kelly cut his finger real bad in that one game, mm-hmm. you know, and he was out for, like, one play, tape it up. I got to get out there. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah, there's yep. just those type of guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a mentality that – Yep. You know, it's not like you could even beat it out of him. You know, we joke about him being Rocky Balboa. To a certain extent, that's not a joke. No. You know, it's, it's, keep beating him down because think he's not going to get up every time he's going to get up. All the time, yeah. Yeah, and he took, um, I think it was, uh, was it a play he scrambled? Yeah, it was. So there was a play he scrambled against Seattle, came to the sideline, and took a pretty nice hit where oh, yeah. he hit the ground hard. Yep. And yep. I, and I remember saying, "Oh man, he's not getting up." And then <laughs> and then he got up. So I, just there's a lot of those. You second, really wonder. You're... That one second, I was like, "Uh oh, like oh you, god, please get up!" Like yeah. yeah. And that yep. is the unfortunate problem of having a quarterback who's basically your entire rushing and passing. If he goes down, we're probably in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah. we would look like the Dallas Cowboys. We we would. Oh yeah. We would sign the. Uh, the, the freaking throwing machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, that would not be good for us. So no, I, mean, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one player. If you got to protect him, that's one guy to protect. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to sign the contract. I, I am. Yeah. I, I, you don't have to show me anymore. Yep. You know, I, like I said, I think we've seen the floor and we've seen the ceiling uh, to a certain extent, maybe sure. not the ce- complete ceiling. Yep. But we see the potential enough that uh, there's no reason not to sign him long term. Whenever they're ready and they can work it out. Yeah. What about Diggs? You you uh, you want to uh, restructure him? You think or what? I wouldn't mind. I mean, it depends on what happens with the COVID and the contracts next year and the, yeah yeah and the salary cap and stuff like that. Obviously, you don't have money for everybody, 
But um, at this point, are they looking at Matt Milano as possibly an injury risk all the time? Yeah, that's I mean, tough it, because it's just just I mean, really, it kind of manifested itself this year. Let's see how it plays but, out with the next right. three or four games. Yeah, uh, I'm I know not the ready to sign him out. I mean, I'm not ready to say move on. Yeah, but you're only going to have so much money for so many guys and you're going to have to figure out where your core exists. Is it true? I mean, maybe you can't keep Edmonds in Milano. Who knows? Yeah, but if you can play, if AJ Klein can continue this style of play, right? Then all of a sudden you're like, hmm, right? Because now yeah. you got a you got a guy that's an older guy that's first year in the system, and all of a sudden you know after week eight nine he's like, holy cow, he's he's playing at a pretty high times, level. How many times, man? How many times is Milano? Yeah, right. A I, guy gets hurt, he doesn't get to play for a while. Yeah, somebody comes in, especially a quarterback. Yeah. You know, somebody gets hurt, they go out, guy comes in, and it's like, yeah, wow. You <laughs> yeah. know, this guy's pretty good. Maybe yeah. we should go that way. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, one thing I want to say before I go too far is congratulations, New England Patriots, for smoking the New York Jets with a last-second field goal to win the game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I wanted the Jets you gotta to win be that game so, proud. so bad. Oh, did, they got to Did be. you not? Did you not? Yeah. For sure. I, right? Well, I kind of wanted New England to score at least a couple of touchdowns because I have Cam Newton on my fantasy team. Shame on you. I know it. I'm Jesus. so sorry. Come on. But, yeah, the fact that it took a last-second field goal to, to beat the freaking The Joe New Flacco York Jets. Jets. The Joe oh, my God. <laughs> it's okay because I have Tom Brady on my fantasy team, and he got like 3.7 points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was – if you if you want to talk about an all-around nice week, the Bills won, oh. won big, the Patriots – Barely won, and you're like, they suck. And that Tom Brady got, you know, smoked. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. right. That's a good week. That's yeah. a good week at a football. Game. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thrilled. I, that was a great weekend. The weather was beautiful, too. You know, um, anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Way to Thank go, you. New England Patriots. Thank you very much for that. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys, what do you want to see out of this game against Arizona from? From the offense, from the defense, just just general, what, what would you guys like to see? There's two things I would really enjoy a lot. Um, coming out of it relatively injury-free. Yeah. Uh, they're coming up on the bye, so even a minor injury, a tweak or whatever, you know, they got a week to get healthy before they start the, uh, the long run at the end of the season in yep. the playoffs, which for them, with a bye in week 11, it's beautiful. I mean, it's perfect. You know, some of these teams that were forced into buys in week four or five or whatever, man, that's a, that's a long run, especially into the playoffs, you know, like Tennessee, for example. You know, that's that's playing every week with no breaks right yeah. through and into the playoffs. Um, yep, yep. So, yeah, I would like to see them come out relatively healthy, and I would like to see another game where they basically control the play, you know, start to finish, whatever it is. They, they build up an early lead. 10, 14, 17 points or whatever and uh, and maintain that lead throughout the game without having to stress about whether they're going to be able to hold on or not. Just yeah. play disciplined, uh, mistake-free yep. football. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to see them not get into a situation where they're going to go into the bye sort of depressed. Yeah. I don't want them to lose this momentum that they've just begun. I want them to go into it happy and, you know, thinking about what they can improve and not what they've done wrong. Yeah. You know, like you said, um, beyond that, I would just like to see Josh doing what he's been doing. I mean, just keep putting up the yes. numbers and, you know, maybe see some fun plays once in a while, things like that. Yeah. 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 For me, I just want to see the uh, same thing as you guys. 
stay healthy, good play this week, control, you know, what we're doing, you know, Josh playing at the same level. And then I just want to see our defense continue uh, what they've done. Good not, point. No, not only last week, but I think every week there's you're starting to see an uh, improvement each week. Just that second half of some, the Jets game seemed to be like some sort of tipping point. Yes. Where now, the, like week after week, and it's only been a few weeks, of course, a couple of weeks. Um, but, yeah, it does seem like they're building something. Yeah. You're starting to see just more happen from the defense. And yeah. I want to – because, I mean, let's face it, fellas. If our defense can get, you know – Anywhere's in that Top realm, 10 maybe. Yeah, if what we played oh, last God. year and our offense is staying, staying in this realm, dude, it's on. Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. And seriously, and we've talked about this before, but for me, like I'm, I'm loving this, but I still think that with our defense, the way they were, the previous games, we probably are not a championship team. Right. If they can improve that, I'm all in. Yeah, you know, they've got it all. Yeah, yeah, that's well said. I agree 100. percent Yeah, for sure. No, that's that's uh. That's a good uh, good point, fellas. I appreciate yeah. both of you. You know, <laughs> so weirdo, <laughs> just stay over there. Yeah. Just stay, stay right there. All right, so we got um, our little uh, through uh, dun, dun, dun. through the uprights uh, or split the uprights. Uh, hit, hit the, the uprights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need some music. Dun, dun, Still dun, don't dun, have dun, any. Dun, <laughs> damn it. So um, that's going to be a season two improvement. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Right? We um, did you keep track of any of yours from last week? You. I didn't. Yeah. I did have Joy- Jordan Poyer as a defensive player of the game. I think okay. I told you that. Well, he had a pick. So and that's... he had a pick, but A.J. Klein, to me, was a defensive player yeah. of the game. Yeah, he took I, that. I mean, there's no, just no way. he. Where did he come from? Like two sacks, a sack for a fumble recovery. Five I tackles. Mean, five, that's one for a like, loss. Yep. Dear God. Great great play, man. Yeah, absolutely. Great play. But, yeah, I didn't have him. And, uh and I don't remember a lot of the uh, rest of it. Yeah. Um, I think we did talk about them putting up a lot of points. And, and yes. for that, and I think both of us talked about that a bit. And um, yep. for sure that happened. Um, I think the defense, we probably didn't talk about turnovers. Um, yeah. I might have said something about Trey White getting an interception, but I don't remember. But yeah. anyway. No one remembers, <clears> you know. Yeah. But no, <laughs> I, I think probably it was pretty close to some of the things we projected. Because that's how well they played. Yeah, in, no. in 2020, around an election, a week is a lifetime. That's I very, can't remember anything that happened true. last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no that's kidding. very true. Well, for me this week, um, one of the uh, things that I think could potentially uh, split the uprights would be um, our defense, I think, will cause at least another four turnovers this week. I think they're playing on that momentum, and uh, I think it's going to come from a couple forced fumbles, a couple picks, wherever. You know, I think our defense right. is is playing at that level now, and I think their confidence from that Seattle game is going to carry over. And, uh, yeah, I think that the defense will cause at least another four turnovers. Yeah, and, and I, think, sure. I think that's very possible. Um, I don't really have any stats to back it up, but it seems like Kyler Murray and that style of offense that they run is is susceptible to uh dolphins just handling the ball stripped him and ran one back for a td yeah you know yeah so, so yeah absolutely I, that makes sense to me yeah you know? he, he he runs the ball uh quite a bit and he's small and that definitely puts him up for some mistakes so. sure yeah and and mine was um my my first thought would be um i, th- I think they will win um i think it will be Kind of what I suggested I, I was really looking for 
as far as a low stress um, ball control, be it pass or run. That's my hope. No turnovers, you know? Yeah. All right. For me, um, another thing that I think will split the uprights for me this week, um, Allen will continue some really, really good play. Not only will he continue it, but I think he has to continue it against a team that can put up a lot of points. Sure. So I feel that Josh will break his uh, passing record for the for the season and go over 415 this week. Wow. I mean, from your lips to God's ears, that would be fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, he's already rewriting Buffalo Bills history to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, and again, I don't remember the numbers. We talked about it earlier, but I think he's somewhere around 37 or 38 games in his career. Yep. You know, and it seems like at least early on in the season we talked about it, and, and now with the uh, with the Seattle game we talked about it again, how he is rewriting uh, Buffalo Bills history. So yes, sir. I certainly would not be somebody to say that that couldn't possibly happen. Right. And I think, like I said, if Russell Wilson put up 372 a couple of weeks ago and Tua uh, in a second start um, was able to put up 248, yeah, I, I, I'm good with that. Yeah. I, I don't want to see an issue with it at all. Appreciate that. Um, I do like uh, Trey White this week uh, if he's if he's healthy. I guess it was a twisted ankle, so I'm not sure the degree of uh, injury. Um, but yeah, I like him to get a second interception this week. Yeah, yeah, because he he's the kind of guy that gets fired up, and he can, they can come in bunches. He he's been uh, notorious for playing against DeAndre Hopkins, um, pretty pretty decent. Yep. You know, I mean, DeAndre's got the best of him a few times, but I think. Overall, uh, when he plays DeAndre Hopkins, I think he kind of plays him pretty steps tight. his game sure. up. I mean, he knows he has to. Right. So I like I like that. Yeah, for me sure. Too. Yeah. Um, I think uh, another one that's going to split the uprights for me this week, um, Edmonds, is I think finding his groove. Maybe his shoulders good now. Maybe that's one reason why we saw the real Edmonds last week. Yeah, he looked like a different guy. But he, yeah, he was playing. He was playing good. Um, so. I'm going to say that Edmonds is going to have uh, eight tackles, three solo, and one interception this week. Wow. That would be awesome. I mean, here's the cool part about that. The guy's 6'5". <laughs> he's got a wingspan of a freaking well, you know, pterodactyl or something. Yeah. Like he's crazy <laughs> out there. Yeah. I, I, I love it. <laughs> I mean, he's had his hand on some balls that were like, dude... <laughs> I so. think your pardon. <laughs> Call me off guard a little bit. No, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. He has. It's he's, he's been he's been right there. He's been right there right for, off the for, tip of for, his fingers for a, a few times. Yeah. So yeah. But, I can uh, certainly see that happening. But I mean, I think um, you know, the eight tackles, three solo. Um I you know, I think that's really in play for him this week. He, oh, for sure. He looked he looked he looked good. I mean, the one interception, I I think he's got a real shot. At, at get one this week. I mean, again, he's he's been all over it. It's he's due. So. Right, and the and the Bills are getting pressure via rushing four and through the blitz. So uh, Kyler Murray's still a young guy. You know, uh, he's yep. gonna make mistakes if you can pressure him. So yes, sir. Certainly, I can see that. Um, I'm hoping the Bills will get their rushing game together. I, I'm thinking they could have about 150 yards rushing. And I think it'll it'll be part of setting the tone for the game. Um, I think both Devin Singletary and Zach Moss obviously are capable of of breaking a thirty or forty yard run. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I, I, I predict that they will have over 100 yards rushing in the first half. Okay. And then we'll see where the game sits after that. Sure. If sure. they're in control and they're, and they're chewing up yardage on the ground, that might be the game plan going into the second half. Maybe Josh won't put up the huge numbers, but I really think they'll get that run game going. I think it's important to them to do that. Yeah, if we're running that much, um, then that means Josh's numbers will probably be, you know, he's probably only be throwing for, you know, low 20s then. Right, you know? yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, well, I was going to say down. you heard it here, 550 yards, and Arizona's defense is going to not show up. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be unheard of for them to put up 550 yards, 125 rushing, and 425 passing. That'd be a dream, a dream weekend right there. But like you man. said, like, that, that would, you know, yeah. I mean, who, who, you I'll two have a, you two have opposing dreams. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. see. Like we'll I see said, what comes true. I mean, and, and again, it you can only play the team that you have to play, like Dave Jr brought that up many times you can only play the guy that's on your schedule yeah but the fact that um arizona's opponent win percentages is 0.373 right like literally winning one-third of their games um may give the impression that arizona is better than they truly are i mean maybe they are that good but um we'll see we'll see come sunday i yeah i like the bill's chances and i do like the Bills' chances of putting up a lot of points. Yeah, same here. Same here. I mean, Mike, just going back to you, what you said, his dream is more like a daydream, and my <laughs> dream is more like a wet dream. <laughs> you know what I mean? Say, there's so, no doubt. Yeah. So you combine the two, and you go to the nurse's office crying. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. What happened? What's going on? What happened? Kidding. Weren't we yeah. talking about football? Yeah, I thought so. He was looking out the window, and he pissed himself. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Let's get into our uh, NFL weekly uh, prediction. Oh, yeah. And I do apologize for spanking you guys so hard last week. No, hey. I I mean, mean, we don't have to talk about it. (laughs) You were were due one good week. Thank you. So, speaking of that, yeah, you were 12 and 2. Me, I was 9 and 5. Jason was 7 and 7. So that puts uh, me at 88 and 44. Jason at uh, 80 and 52, and Jeff at 82 and 50. That tightens things up a little bit better. Yeah, that gives uh, gives it a little. Gives me a little false hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had a good week, though. I mean, 12 and 2 is a really good week. Yeah, yeah. So, well, even a blind dog finds a bone once in a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he can still smell, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, this is yeah. about the time I cozy up to last place, because that's where I'm going to be for a while, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start this off, fellas. Let's go. So week 10, we got the 5-3 and three Colts going to the 6-3 and three Titans. Um, I got uh, I got the Titans in this game. I, I was... I was kind of leaning towards Indy a little bit at first, but I think the Titans are um, are just a little too good to uh, to drop this one. Plus, they were on a bye, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so they're going to come in, you know, I think playing a good game. So I got Tennessee 28-23. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I went with Tennessee 28-24. Um, their last game that they played, they kind of had a slump at the run a little bit, but if they can, you know, get their shit together, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Tennessee actually played Chicago last week, by the way. Did they? Okay. And they won. Got it. Yeah, I I think it's going to be close. I really do. Um, I think Tennessee is going to be in a little trouble if they don't win this game. It, it's 6-3. and three, They dropped the 6-4. and four. It's going to be a mess. Um, but I do have them winning by three points, 30-27. We'll see how it shakes out. They been a little Jekyll and Hyde lately. We'll see. Yeah. And we're at that point. There's a lot of teams that are kind of on the edge of, 
you know, just making the playoffs or just being out of it. And it's, it's yeah. definitely a lot of pressure. Yep. Yeah, no, for absolutely. Sure. Uh, we got the three, four, and one uh, <laughs> Eagles going to the Giants. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Two and seven Giants. And who cares? Let's move along. Yeah. <laughs> so I got Philly 21-17 in this one. Uh, yeah, I went with Philly. Um, I think they uh, they really need to win this one because the rest of their schedule is just a nightmare. This is pretty much the only one they've got a chance of winning, I yeah. think. Yeah, I'm hoping Sanders is back. Because, um, again, I've got him on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. So I've got Philly winning 28-24. Uh, Green Bay 6-2 and two at home against the 1-7 and seven, uh, Jaguars. This should be a lopsided game. 34-13 Green Bay. 35-17 Green Bay. They've been kind of up and down, but I think I think they're going to hit a stride. Yeah, especially at home, I've got them thirty seventeen. Uh, we got Detroit three and five at home against the two and six uh, Washington football team. Um, I'm going to go with Detroit in this one, just the fact that Washington is down to their third string quarterback, which is Alex Smith, and who knows what this guy can do? He's been out of yeah, football he for a while. Decent last last week. Yeah. Uh, but I just I don't know. Uh, it's, that's that's a tough one for me. So I got Detroit twenty three to sixteen. Yeah, they're talking about Stafford being out, so this was kind of hard for me. Um, I'm I'm going to give it to Washington, assuming he is going to be out. Um, and I went twenty four twenty one. Yeah, it, it's going to be it's going to be tight either way. Um, I've got a twenty four twenty win to Detroit. If indeed Stafford is out, I, I think Washington's got a real good shot. Uh, Cleveland's at home five and three versus the uh, Texans two and six. I'm going Cleveland in this one 33 to 29. Yeah, um, I think we're both thinking the same thing. I, I gave it to Cleveland and I think it's going to be really close. Don't count Houston out yet. I mean, I know their, I their record's not great, but they're just getting better and better. Um, but I went 28 27 Cleveland. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I don't feel great about this. I've got Cleveland winning 27 24. But it's still Deshaun Watson and, you know, Brandon Cooks, if he's healthy, they, they've still got a ball team. You know, I mean, I think they can I think they can win some more games. So we'll see which Cleveland shows up. Yeah, they're going to they're going to make a lot of team schedules difficult, I think. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay is uh, going to Carolina Panthers. Uh, this one, I'm I'm giving it to Tampa Bay, uh, squeaking this one out. Twenty seven to twenty four. Um. Yeah, I'm really happy that McCaffrey's back. He's a monster. I'm giving this to Carolina, 31-24. Yeah. Um, again, I think it'll be I think it'll be relatively close. Um, Carolina played um, was it Kansas City, right, last week. Yeah. Really tough. You know, I mean, yeah. they proved they belong there. And Tampa Bay looking like crap. Yep. I mean, looked yeah. really bad. Yep. I still think they're going to win. I've got them 30-24. Uh, Miami five and three is going to be uh, hosting the two and six uh, LA Chargers. I got um, I got Miami in this one just because they are on a roll and their defense is playing good. So I got them twenty seven to twenty in this one. I went with Miami twenty seven seventeen. Um, the Dolphins, you know, with two different quarterbacks, have been averaging thirty points a game for the last seven games. I mean, right. that's insane considering yeah. that most weeks we weren't really even looking at them like a threat. But I think they are. Um, and, yeah, I'm giving it to them. Yeah, and I like even even putting up those numbers. It's funny because I like Miami's defense, I think, better than their offense. Um, I expect the Chargers to put up a fight, but I still have Miami uh, 30-24. Uh, Denver 3-5 and five, traveling to the Vegas Raiders. 
And uh, this one, I'm giving it to the Raiders, uh, 21 to 13. Um, yeah, same thinking, but I went much higher with the score. I went for the Raiders, 35 to 24. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Raiders again. I do, I do like Denver. Um, I think it's gonna be close. I, I've got uh, the Raiders, 28 27, really close. New Orleans is uh, six and two, hosting the four and five Niners, 49ers. Um, I'm going New Orleans, New Orleans. Just uh, if they're gonna keep playing like they did against Tampa, man. Oof. Yeah. So I got uh, New Orleans, 2014. Yep, New Orleans, 31 27. Um, there's just too many injuries in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm still there too. 32 24 in New Orleans. Uh, six and two Seattle going to the five and three uh, LA Rams. I got the Rams squeaking this one out, um, 31-28. Yeah, I have uh, them squeaking it out, 28-27. Um, I think that uh, it's going to be really close. Yeah, I've got I've got Seattle. I've got them by one point, 28-27. I think Pete Carroll um, definitely got a wake-up call uh, the last couple of weeks, and um, I, I think uh, the Rams are going to be the ones that suffer the consequences. I think it's a battle of the defenses. You have a couple of really good quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's no doubt. Uh, we got the 8-0 Steelers hosting the 2-5-1 Bengals. Uh, I think this one's going to be a little closer than um, you know people might think, but I still have Pittsburgh winning. I got them 24-20. I went with uh, Pittsburgh 38-14, kind of the opposite thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've got um, Pittsburgh winning also, 28-27. Um as it sits right now, Ben Roethlisberger is on the COVID-19 list. Yeah. Along with four or five other players. So if they are able to clear for the game, it's probably going to be a little bigger spread than what I'm figuring. But I think even with backups, they could probably win this game. Yeah. Um, Baltimore 6-2 and two going to the 3-5 and five Patriots. This one shouldn't be close. Um, I got Baltimore 34-21. Baltimore 28-17. I've got Baltimore 27-21. Uh, Chicago and Minnesota, this should be a good game. Um, Minnesota's been on fire with Delvin Cook, man. Yeah. That's so far, that's that's hard to bet against them, especially with the Chicago team struggling to put up points. But, um, I got the Vikings 27 21. Yep. Minnesota 24 21. Um, Chicago's just been, uh, kind of slumping for what, like four weeks in a row now? I don't really see that changing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I also have Minnesota. Um, I got a 27 20. We're all just about in the same place on that game. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, all right, so we got the game of the week. Your Buffalo Bills going to the Arizona Cardinals. Seven and two Bills, five and three Cardinals. So for me, like I said, I think that uh, we're going to have an aerial attack on these guys. Um, and I think that we're just going to be able to outscore them just straight up. Um, and I think our defense is still going to play very well. Um, they're still going to put up some points on us. But uh, I think at the end of the day, we're going to finish this one out 34-27 Buffalo. I went Buffalo 35-28. Pretty close. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Buffalo 33-24. So all right. We're, we're all, all in, the same yep, in the same wavelength. Basic thought. Yeah. It's like you think we talk Nobody's going to gonna make up a whole bunch of games this week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like we're pretty, we're, we're pretty close on yeah. a lot of these games. Yeah. So that keeps me in the lead. <laughs> for now yeah why don't you go ahead and change a couple <laughs> yeah i know right yeah. no it's well we're getting to the point of the season i mean honestly guys where 
you know, it's 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 really going to start getting lopsided. Yeah, with, it's going to get with, easier every week. Oh yeah, because I mean, the teams you know who's good, who's not. So yeah, you know, there, so there'll be easier weeks and tougher weeks. There's not well, yeah, easier games and tougher games. You know, anytime the Jets play, yeah, should be pretty easy. We'll have to figure out a format, maybe uh, something like with the playoffs. Maybe we can add like um, you know if. You pick games right, maybe you get like an extra point or something. Who yeah, knows? there you go. Maybe figure something or out. Maybe yeah. one one game a week we'll do against a spread or something like that. Yeah, well, I mean that's tough. I mean, sure, guys that call games against the spread that's that's pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, we can figure something out. That'd be cool. Just just to spice it up for the playoffs or something. Mm-hmm. You know, give you guys a chance to possibly beat me. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. No, absolutely. So uh, yeah, good show today, fellas. Any uh, yeah. any last uh, comments? You know. Uh, statements anything you'd like to say no other than um you know like we talked about josh allen is is outperforming what we hoped he would be um draft day you know and uh kudos to him stay healthy keep it going and yeah it i'm not saying greatest of all time but i think he could certainly set some buffalo bills records i mean hell he's two and a half years in and he's basically doing that Yes, sir. So, yeah, I think he's got a real shot at being that franchise guy. And what would be better than having a, a franchise quarterback for 15 years? You know what I mean? In, oh, I love in, it. In Buffalo. In oh, 20 years. And the last thing I want to say is, um, you know, we talked a little bit about that, you know, thing with Josh's grandma and the donations to Oshai, right. um, which obviously is just incredible. It's mind-blowing. Um, the one thing that we didn't talk about is, like, you know, it's just amazing – that any city would do that to be that great of a connection to your quarterback, to your team. Um, Not a lot of, you know, cities would experience that. So regardless of what everyone says about the Buffalo bills and whether, you know, they're good or not, whether they think Josh Allen's good or not, like, you know, this city is something special. And I think, I think that that has an impact. I think that that will have an impact on Josh and that, you know, hopefully that carries through to the next game. That is crazy. Well said, because even the bills fan base takes some shit about, jumping on burning tables and and you know how crazy we get at our uh, tailgate parties and stuff like that but yeah when it comes right down to it i mean that uh, the the donation can be good or bad you know depends on how you absolutely use that energy for sure yeah uh, andy dalton's foundation that year you know he sent a bunch of money his way oh yeah that's right you know what i mean i mean it just speaks to who the real people are in Buffalo. Absolutely. So all the negative press we get about weather and shit like that, that's fine. But, yeah, there's some really fine people in the city of Buffalo and the suburbs uh, that support this team. And uh, kudos to you. You know, shout out to them guys. You know, the people that that go to the games, that follow the Bills, that support their team. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I think that's a nice lead into what you're going to say next. Yeah, and I just wanted to say one more thing to that. I mean, that's I think why um, we're called the Bills Mafia. Uh, we we stick together like like a like a mob family almost. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, maybe maybe you know fans can uh, you know bicker between each other. You oh, know, yeah. and and like have any shit family. To, yep, and have shit to say when we're playing shitty or this and that. But at the end of the day. You know, we're almost like all one big Bills family. So for yeah. sure. Um, and I don't think there's anyone harder on the Buffalo Bills than Bills fans. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or more support. It's a tough crowd. For so sure. it's nice to see this be something positive. Yep. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, uh, the podcast will be out on Thursdays. Uh, check it out. Um, we'll be posted to our Facebook page uh, at ETD Buffalo. Same thing on Twitter. 
and um yeah we really appreciate it and uh in the, the words of the great marv levy where else would you rather be than right here right now this is it thank you everyone thanks everybody <laughs>